Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studio in Alpharetta, it's time for Profit Sense with Bill McDermott. Good morning. Welcome to Profit Sense. This podcast dives into the stories behind some of Atlanta's successful businesses and business owners and the professionals that advise them. We help local business leaders get the word out about the important work they're doing to serve their market, their community, and their profession. I'm your host, Bill McDermott, and this show is presented by The Profitability Coach. When business owners want to increase their profitability, they don't have the expertise to know where to start or what to do. I leverage my knowledge and relationships from 32 years as a banker to identify the hurdles getting in the way and to create a plan to deliver profitability they never thought possible. We have two great guests on the show today. Uh, First, Leslie Bassett with Pridgen Bassett Law. Leslie, welcome. So glad to have you. Glad to be here. And Scott Ward. Scott is with Corporate Real Estate Advisors. Scott, welcome to Profit Sense. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Glad to be here. Leslie, we're going to start with you. So um, tell us a little bit about how Pridgen Bassett Law started. What's that story? So um, my law partner, Nancy Pridgen, and I started out our careers as baby lawyers in a large law firm, and we learned how to do ERISA litigation. That's Employee Retirement Income Security Act. Um, It's a law that deals with uh, pension plans, 401k plans, severance issues, generally all employee benefits. Um, And uh, so we were trained very well. And then through a series of life circumstances, we ended up back together when Um, Nancy had started her own law practice maybe eight to 10 years ago. And I made the choice to, to cycle out of corporate defense work and to cycle into, um, working for employers and employees on a more one-on-one intimate basis, um, to solve their ERISA challenges. So Pridgen Bassett was sort of, uh, the culmination of years and years of um, ERISA experience that Nancy and I both have, and we have a wonderful personal relationship, and it just worked for us to be partners in our law endeavors. So this is almost like you got the old band back. You know, you practice together somewhat, and then the old back, the old uh, band got back together. That's that's a great story. So I'm guessing that your law practice really differs today from when you were with a larger, more defense-oriented firm. Talk a little bit about that. That's true. Um, so um, in the in the large law firm, clients tend to be Fortune 100 um, companies, uh, larger larger employers um, with very complex, sophisticated ERISA issues. Um, and matters tend to be staffed with multiple attorneys doing um, different parts of the work and things like that. 
Um, the transition into a little bit more of a, a smaller practice um, has allowed me to transition into doing uh, work for individuals um, and work for sort of smaller employers um, and also to just kind of um, own a project and work one-on-one with the client from sort of a holistic perspective. Um, it, it's, it's really a very different practice than it was in, in the larger law firm. Um, just because we get to, you know, we get to form relationships and then work within those relationships to, to solve businesses, you know, employment problems, employee benefit issues and things like that. Once you know somebody from that sort of intimate perspective, you can really give them some one-on-one advice. Absolutely. We're talking with Leslie Bassett with Pridgen Bassett Law. Leslie's provided efficient, creative, energized, and personalized employment and ERISA representation to clients on all sides of employment and benefit matters. So, Leslie, I want to turn now to uh, the types of clients uh, that Pridgen Bassett Law works with on a day-to-day basis. What types of clients do you all work with? Sure. So, we do employee benefits all day, every day. Um, our, our clients are generally, you know, employers, employees, and then we do some work for other lawyers. Um so just breaking that down, you know, employers seek us out for um, employment related advice. If they've got, you know, employees that they need to, to manage from a performance perspective um, to hedge against litigation issues that might pop up. Um, they consult us on their em- employee benefits work that has to do with you know, administering their 401k plans, administering pension plans, severance pay, health benefits, and things like that. Um, and really partnering with them, even during, you know, ERISA has an administrative process that's real important for employers to pay attention to so that they can, you know, avoid liability down the road. Um, so our, our clients are employers. They're also employees. We, we represent individuals who have um, employment issues that come up, whether that's an employment transition, like um, leaving one employer to go to another and they need some consultation on their severance plan or um, their severance benefits or potentially like their employment contract at their their new employer. Sometimes um, some employment issues like discrimination cases and things like that but primarily employee benefits issues. Um, and then we also represent attorneys. Um, well, we work with attorneys, um, particularly in the, in the personal injury space. Um, they have uh, clients who typically have large health bills associated with some catastrophic event or some sort of accident. Um, and those benefits are typically, typically governed by ERISA. And so we work with them to um, minimize the amount of, uh, of reimbursement that the client needs to provide to the insurance company or the ERISA plan. Those are the three kind of buckets of people that we help on a, on a daily basis. 
Yeah, certainly a very specialized area of law and one where you and Nancy have both cultivated a significant amount of expertise. I'm wondering within your practice, what are your favorite types of claims to work with and why? Um, I love working one-on-one with individuals who are experiencing transition. You know, um, it's, it's scary to be leaving a job or losing a job and looking for something else. And it's really, it's really helpful. Um, I love being a teacher and a counselor in that way with, um, with, with people who are just, you know, in a, in a spot of unsure, um, of an unsure situation. Um, and just helping them achieve like the greatest outcome. Um, I think those personal relationships are are really rewarding on both sides, especially if we can um, come to some sort of holistic um, solution that works for everybody. Um, that is what kind of gets me up in the morning. Um, I love working with employers as well. Um, a lot of the time on the other side of those very issues I work with um, individuals on, um, just kind of um, assessing what the motivations of an individual might be and what the interests of an employer are and trying to harmonize those so that uh, we don't have to go to litigation. Of course, I am a litigator by trade, so... Um, <laughs> We, we we do spend some time in the courts and we do file lawsuits on behalf of our clients when it's necessary um, and pursue those really vigorously um, to get, get the best outcomes for our clients. One of the things I really love about being a litigator is you learn skills that you can apply across any number of different subject matters, you know, um, sometimes lawyers Um, provide more questions than answers. But when I get to put sort of my litigation skills and my knowledge of, you know, evidence and, um, and the law to good work, um, even during the time of COVID, um, it's, it's fun. It's fun to, to pursue good outcomes for clients. Leslie's helped countless clients navigate employment transition with ease, providing empathetic, efficient, employment strategies and solutions to executives, individuals, board of directors, and human resource professionals. Leslie, I'm wondering, you know, COVID has impacted businesses um, throughout the year last year and continues to a uh, to a greater or, and hopefully lesser degree coming up here in the future. But how has COVID affected your business? Well, I think um, COVID has affected all businesses, and that kind of trickles down to affecting my business as well. Um, people are trying to navigate this kind of placeless world where, you know, we're all communicating on Zoom and trying to do our jobs remotely. And that is a struggle for employers, employees alike. Um to, to modify their practices, to figure out, for instance, how an employer is going to manage an employee who's working remotely um, and make sure that they're achieving their performance objectives and things like that. Um, it's really tough to be an employer right now. Um, 
And in some instances, it's tough to be an employee too. I mean, employers are having to make real tough decisions about um, what is essential to the running of their business and um, and the changes that COVID has presented in terms of the placelessness and potentially um, challenged businesses to become more efficient and in turn uh, need to, to lay off or to terminate employees, um, helping the employers navigate those transitions and the employees as well has been um, really novel in these times. Um, so I'd say, you know, our business has sort of counterintuitively or maybe uh, in contrast to a lot of other businesses, our business has been, you know, uh, maybe doubled over the time of COVID just working to help people um, to, to manage through this time. So you've got the health issues. And then you've got the business issues. It's just a time of transition for everyone. And um, employers and employees alike need good counsel to help them through that. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, in case we either have an employer or an employee in the listening audience that has an ERISA matter, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. Our, our website is prigenbassett.com. Um, that's sort of the best way to find our information, but, you know, they can also just shoot me an email. I'm accessible. Um, and my email is Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E at Pridgen Bassett, P-R-I-D-G-E-N Bassett, B-A-S-S-E-T-T dot com. We're super responsive. That's something that we, um, pride ourselves on and, um, just reach out. I'm happy to have a conversation. Well, sharing the insights on a very uh, important aspect of the law and the expertise that you bring to the table has been very evident in the interview. I really appreciate your time and coming on the show today. Thank you. You're welcome, Bill. Thanks for having me. And now we're going to switch over to Scott Ward. Uh, Scott's with Corporate Real Estate Advisors. Scott. Um, You've been in several industries. Uh, tell me about why and how uh, you transformed from a writer producer to small business owner to now commercial real estate. I want to hear that story, and I know our listeners do too. Bill, thanks. This has been this is a wonderful invitation, and I I say I like to tell stories that make businesses money. So uh, we always remember things that in that way. But yes, I, I've always had a bit of a, a theater bent. And so I was in the advertising industry as a writer producer for marketing businesses and um, just got that, you know, saw the owner walking in one day and late and he probably worked at home from early, but he had the freedom to, to schedule himself. And I said, you know what, why not me? You know, why not me? And so I began the discovery process of different businesses, and I, I ran across a franchise called Play It Again Sports. And being a bit of a tree hugger, uh, that that landed perfectly because it was recycling, but of sports equipment, and kids, and so it became a bit of a it's a wonderful life business for me. Um, and a part of that was becoming very involved in the community. As I started to transition 
phase out of that, um, kids were getting out of school and I always wanted to build another business, do something different. I realized that being a part of your community, a lot of our decisions in our community are, are controlled by property, property values, property taxes, all issues involving property, whether, and I thought, well, hey, that just seems to be another extension of being a part of the community. And since I have signed leases and grown up all over Metro Atlanta, I'm probably one of the few practicing commercial real estate professionals who's actually had to balance a P&L budget, balance sheet, <laughs> human resources <laughs> to Leslie's, you know, all of those hats. And so I really lean on the advisor word in corporate real estate advisors. So yeah. I love to have a conversation. And, and the first thing I do is is say, what's your business like? How's your cash flow? Let's sculpt a creative solution. And it may or may not involve an actual lease or something different, but perhaps I can help there. We're talking to Scott Ward. Scott's currently a speaker, franchise consultant, and a partner in corporate real estate advisors providing conflict-free tenant and buyer representation for businesses and commercial real estate leasing. So, Scott, I'm envious. I see you've written a book. I'd love to write one. It's probably up in my head, but it hasn't come out. So tell me about that. Sure, sure, absolutely. So so here it is. It's called Scabs, Scars, and Pots of Gold. True Life Story. <laughs> I love the name. I love the name. Uh, successful franchisee. So it has to do with stories, true life stories. And so uh, it really just follows. It's a bit of the like who moved my cheese or chicken soup for the soul. It just follows the storyline of my learning curve through through my franchise and small business ownership. And I came by realizing I needed to write this really from a customer. And again, I'm in the, you know, I'm telling them a story about something going sideways could be with employees, could be with you know, customer relations vendor. And he's like, man, you got to write this stuff down. And so I did. <laughs> and uh, it's you. been a lot of fun with that. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. For our listeners, if they want to snag a copy, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. It is on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. And you can also get it. Uh, I'm about to come out with the audio version. Um, so, so several different ways to get it to but basically go on Amazon or I do have a website site, scottbeward.net. But uh. great. Well, hopefully I, uh, I'm going to snag a copy for myself and read it as well. That'd be great. Um, I want I want to now switch. So obviously being the profitability coach, I'm always interested in, in stories about profitability. Uh, and so tell me about a challenge that you overcame in keeping your business profitability. Uh, and then maybe as a follow-up, what you would tell other business owners to do to stay profitable? So kind of a two-part question. Sure, sure. So one of the things that as I grew, I had this big dream, 10 locations in 10 years, sell it all, do something else. Uh, but I realized that the cash flow, no matter how profitable your business is, if your cash flow stinks, your life stinks. And we all have these time management workshops we go to, which really are lifestyle management. But uh, so the 
the cash flow I realized that turned that became an unprofitable position was when I tried to grow too fast. And I said, okay, I took this amount of money. I started one store. I took, oh, I should be able to do that for a second store with the same amount of money. Well, when it got to third and fourth stores, you thought, oh, I could still do that with the same amount of money. It really became, you really needed more money for stores three, four, and five because your personal involvement in each store became less and less and less. And that affects profitability directly. And the dominoes fall into each other. And so my key thing for someone would be to grow smartly, ask the right questions, get the right people, people like Leslie, um, people like myself, when you're going into long-term liability, like a lease or something of that nature. So um, you're just plan on it costing a little bit more money and that might seem counterintuitive. Wait, I'm trying to stay profitable. I need to be lean, but uh, it will come around and bite you if you do not plan uh, for your investment to grow properly. Yeah, I have a saying that growth always requires cash and growth always increases complexity. So um, as far as a, kind of a follow-up to this, what would you tell other business owners to do to stay profitable? Um, so maintain, uh, start off with good systems and maintain those systems and don't get distracted. Um, so for me, my systems were in the four categories of uh, inventory, people, marketing, and then uh, just your, your basic uh, processes in, in around your particular location or whatever, your, your infrastructure. So, and stick to it and stick, stay consistent. So stay consistent with your training, stay consistent. And if you get those systems started out early when you're small, when you don't really think you need them and it's easy to skip a meeting and easy to not do that on a regular basis. Oh, I'll do that when I get bigger. That's a surefire way to trip yourself up. So I would suggest get your systems in place early. It's a little bit like when you go into the military, the way you've been tying your shoes your whole life is the wrong way. <laughs> so. so we're talking with uh, Scott Ward with Corporate Real Estate Advisors. Corporate Real Estate Advisors is a privately owned real estate firm that provides tenant representation and site selection expertise exclusively for tenants and buyers of office, industrial, and retail space. So, Scott, there's a lot of competition in commercial real estate out there. Uh, people buy differences. They don't buy similarities. So how do you set yourself apart? Well, because I, again, have been one of the few practicing commercial real estate professionals to have to balance my own sheet and sign my own leases and and, and be responsible for the things of the business. I relate very well to people who feel cash flow, CEOs, CFOs, uh, facilities managers, office managers. Those are great people I love having conversations with because we just click. I totally understand their day-to-day, um, you know, stress points. And so that's what, what I relate to. And so that's why I exclusively represent businesses not landlords. We feel that it's an ultimate, uh, really conflict of interest there. And, and we like to keep it clean. So that is my niche all the way. Let me uh, sort of be that understands your cash flow. Yeah, that is, that is so important. So let's talk a little bit about opportunities 
Uh, what opportunities do you currently see for businesses now? Um, we kind of talked about that a little bit in the pre-discussion, a little bit about isn't it nice to be a an expert in a field when there's a lot of uncertainty? And in real estate right now, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, people are like, oh, what do I do? Oh, what? Gosh, you know, nobody's leasing. Well, the one thing in leasing is that leases have a an end date. You really can't put that off. Your lease ends. Uh, and so those leases are still ending. What we do see are a lot of people doing lease extensions for shorter times to give themselves some time to figure out what is going to go on in our world. We do see a lot of subleases coming on, and that presents opportunity. So if you are a business that has 20 to 40,000 square feet, you might say, well, we don't need this much space anymore. We can represent you in subleasing that space. That's an opportunity to help your cash flow. Uh, it also helps your employees feel better about coming in. You've, you've been proactive in managing your space. The other thing is perhaps you have 40,000 square feet and your lease is ending. You can take advantage of one of those subleases. And in particular, we have one right now that has six years left on the sublease. Um, the potential savings in that six-year time, it's a 23,000-square-foot high-tech uh, um, built out, beautiful furnishings, tons of, of furniture and fixtures. Million three over six directly to the business's bottom line. If you're in 40,000 square feet and you want to downsize to 23, it's a huge savings. Uh, so those are the types of opportunities that are out there. Uh, and that's happening in smaller spaces too. Um, the other opportunity is if you if you're a developer and you can find some space to build a warehouse, I think banks are just they love uh, we're seeing a huge demand for flex space and industrial space. Sure. So those are yeah. two specific areas. So, Scott, uh, writer, producer for radio and television marketing, entrepreneur running a business with multiple locations now. Uh, doing tenant representation, uh, a lot of lessons learned uh, through that, uh, through all of those experiences. Uh, share with our listening audience, what's the hardest lesson you've learned in business? Um, don't think you know it all too quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's definitely, we, we're positive people, entrepreneurs, we're go, go, I can do this. And that's, awesome. you know, by yeah, I call it my Scarlett O'Hara moment. You know, you're you're gnawing on a. You know, I'll never go hungry again. You know, <laughs> but um, but it's it's good to back up and say, wow, you know, I need some help. And again, started early. Build even an informal board of directors for yourself of people to just ask questions that have more experience, mentorship, coaches, um, financial advisors. I so wish that I had um, done that, sort of backed up and and asked for people like that to help me instead of just kind of winging it. Yeah, and uh, if I could maybe uh, spend a little more time on that, uh, I'm also a big believer in having a personal board of advisors. Uh, from your perspective, are there key people that are kind of non-negotiable? that you feel should be on that board of advisors for a business owner? Yes, I think three to four key people. And one is a CPA who actually does P 
surefire CPA work, not just a glorified bookkeeper. Um, because I've seen both with CPA, you know, credentials, but uh, make sure you're getting the right reports and being advised on those things. And then a financial advisor to, to sort of mesh your business and your personal, because that's really ultimately where we're going. Uh, right. you know, people like yourself, people like yourself to help with uh, creative financing and then coaching. Again, that's huge. Uh, that's something the CPA is not going to do. It's a financial advisor is not going to do, but you've been inside of businesses and you've seen them succeed and fail. And I would bet you might even, it's kind of like a, an, a pro athlete. You know, there's some that have the, the best skills in the world, but they don't look for coaching and improvement. And then there's that guy that's out there, just a grinder, you know, he's that B talent person, but he's grinding and learning and their ultimate over a period of their career is going to go a lot further and, and ultimately be more successful and get in the hall of fame. There you go. And uh, those types of advisors are absolutely critical. I couldn't agree with you more. So if we have a, a listener or listeners out there that are looking for tenant representation, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you, Scott? Sure. Sure. So you can, uh, of course, uh, Look to our website, which is it's creaglobal.us. That's C-R-E-A for corporate real estate advisors. C-R-E-A global.us. And then, of course, uh, love to have a conversation, even if it's just a quick question, whether whether it involves a lease or not. uh, Maybe just have tell me at um, S Ward, S-W-A-R-D at Itra Global, I-T-R-A global.com. ITRA is actually, uh, we're part of the International Tenant Rep Association, and that's where that comes from. Great. Well, Scott, it's been wonderful having you on the show. I love the perspective that you bring, and I love those stories. Uh, And I'm going to snag a copy of your book, too. So thank you so much for coming on Profit Sense today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Hope we help some folks. I feel confident both of you have. If you want to keep up with the latest in pro-business news, follow us on social media for the latest stories. If you want to listen to future ProfitSense podcasts, you can find us on ProfitSenseRadio.com. ProfitSense is S-E-N-S-E. This is ProfitSense with Bill McDermott signing off. Make it a great day.